RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, here we are. Hey guys, this is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and all those things that I guess Republicans. They need a couple of lessons in. All right, so we meet here every Saturday evening, or not Saturday, uh, Friday at 8 p.m., or in the vicinity of 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, you know, if you like the show, you want to keep the real liberal media going and growing, go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to become a patron, you know, even at uh, a $2 a month or whatever the hell. That helps. But other than that, I don't even know what to say. Uh, Give us a good review on iTunes. That helps. If you are so inclined, I guess I have to start assessing or reassessing my life choices at this point. And whether the show continues, I don't know. So let's take it a day at a time. I really don't know. I'm I'm just being honest because it's frustrating to me. So I have to think, is it worth it? Is this worth my sanity? Is it worth my life? Can I spend my time better in a pouring myself into something else that's not frustrating me to the point of uh, where I have to reassess? You know, I don't have a much. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So I don't know how many times I can say <laughs> have left. Maybe I should give myself a cut off of how many more times I have left to say, please become a patron. And then each time I tick it off. And then when we get to the bottom, either there's enough patrons to keep the show going or there's not. And then I'll just say, okay, I tried guys. Good night. I'm going to sit on a cliff in Ireland and stare into the sea for the rest of however long I have left. All right. So, um, what else? Yeah, I mean, then then you always, you know you always have MSNBC, right? That's all I can say. There's MSNBC, there's CNN. You can hang out there, and I'll just be, I guess, reading books on history and forgetting about it all. All right, maybe I'll be happier that way. That's that'll probably be a better person that way. Anyway, all right, people on Rockfin will probably be like, "Good, go." There's a lot of right-wingers over there. So we're on, uh, yeah, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, like I said, and also on Rockfin. So this show is bundled with other shows. If you want to, you can also get it free, of course, but also, uh, yeah, they have premium content over there if you want to sign up. Okay, FYI Nation, Verdant Square Radio, Progressive Voices. Yeah, okay, whatever. I said it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Hartman will be on the show on the... What day is that coming up? Let me see. Let me see. Beep, bop, bop, beep. The 16th. That's a Wednesday evening. So we'll have Tom Hartman. That'll be nice. He's going to be talking about his new book, The Hidden History of Big Brother. I don't know how the hell he does it. Really? I can barely get out of bed in the morning sometimes, and he's writing like a book a minute. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes, I see. I'm looking at if you're on any other platform, come come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster and you can hang out in the chat room with all the cool people, the decent people, the normal people. And yeah. And that's what where I will be interacting it's hard to interact on all different platforms so let's just kind of keep it local here at youtube.com slash c for channel slash tarabus okay there's a lot going on i don't want to thank mark c he sent me an article earlier in the day and it's kind of everything that we've been talking about of course now putin is uh, uh, i don't know ramping up the attack in ukraine almost causing a nuclear catastrophe another one um he's threatening to use nukes i hope he hits uh queens first frankly maybe i'll i can stop saying please become a patron <laughs> for a minute <laughs> that will be that'll be it'll probably be i'll be like all right see you on the cloud all right anyway so this is everything we've been talking about. Uh, how one of the things that gets on my nerves, besides everything else, is that it's almost as you know. And this is why I hate the corporate media. But may, maybe everybody loves it. Maybe that's where I'm gone. I've gone wrong. I I guess everybody loves the corporate media, but I'm. I feel that the corporate media is part of the problem. And one of the the infuriating parts of the corporate media is there is the normalization of things uh, of behavior that we should never become comfortable with, especially in a democracy. All along, as the United States went from the most to the least upwardly mobile and where the American middle class slipped lower and lower on the ladder, the corporate media has, has the corporate media have normalized this decline. And you know, they right now, We've what we've witnessed the past four years. Well, the four years that Trump was squatting in the White House, despite receiving fewer votes, and we they normalized that. They go from talking about his uh, him as an existential threat on one hand, and then they go right into a poll where. Well, a majority think uh, that Trump will be a better president. You know, like some normalization of this abnormal goddamn, I don't even know, party? Because even, even what Mitch McConnell did, Moscow Mitch McConnell, destroying the Supreme Court, is... Has, <laughs> is normalized, has been normalized by the corporate media and the Democrats. I don't know what it is with Democrats. I keep screaming into the wind saying, not, be, not just please become a patriot. I know, it just comes out of my mouth. But screaming into the wind at Democrats uh, to start 
to stop this pining for bipartisanship like battered spouses pining for an abuser. That's what it's like. Every time, I mean, every time Joe Biden talks, they have to, he has to talk about how we got some Republicans and Democrats, Republicans and Democrats. Who gives a shit? The, you never hear Republicans boasting that they've received bipartisanship or whatever. They got some Democrats, unless it's in some way in service to the, the, the destruction of democracy. We are at a, an existential moment for democracy. And Joe Biden, the day he came out and said that there's a dag, I won't let uh, anyone hold a dagger to the, the throat of democracy. Everybody was like, yes, finally. But then it went right back to, oh, um, we see J- Joe Biden promised to unify us. Why isn't he unifying us around the, the, the fascists who committed sedition against the co- seditious conspiracy and incited a, a friggin' mob to storm the Capitol? If, if, if taking a dump in the Capitol was the worst they did, we would have been fortunate. But people lost their lives. And it's been normal even that's why we have the likes of marjorie taylor green and we had the likes of lauren bobert these horrible people who stood up in the in the middle of the state of the union address as if they were at the goddamn wwe what a disgrace what an embarrassment and of course you know just like when they yelled when uh, Joe, whatever his name is, the the one you lie, Joe Wilson, when he yelled, yelled out, was it Joe Wilson? Let me see, Obama. You lie. Who is that? Yeah, Joe Wilson. See, it's not all lost up there. He, they normalized that too. So. We're all supposed to expect bad behavior from America's albatrosses. America's immature albatrosses are around our national necks. Hold on, I'll be right back, maybe. All right, this is Tara Devlin. Yeah, so we're talking about how the normalization of these these Republicans, it, it's, it has to stop how Democrats, the last thing this country needs is unity with fascists. And that's what it's about. So let me, let me just read this article or some of it or whatever um, that Mark C. sent me on the Discord page. If you're, if, eh, whatever. Go there if you want. I'm not, I'm not having it anymore. Honestly, really? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Here's from alternate by chauncey de vega dear joe biden we don't want unity with fascists that's why democrats lose exactly the american people want people who will fight 
not just, oh, uh, you know, the other thing that would drive me crazy during Obama, too, is that, oh, the American people sent us here to get things done. What things? We, they want us to work together. Who gives a shit? Nobody wants you to work together. We want things. We want, the, to, we want you to promote the general welfare. I don't give a crap if you worked together with, uh, with idiots to have to do it. That's beside the point. Well, they sent us here to work together. Work together on what? Because I've watched my entire life the country go from most to least upwardly mobile. And what are you getting done with Republicans? Uh, the, the reason we're swirling the bowl right now is because of that eagerness for uh, uh, of Democrats to uh, meet fascism halfway. They wanted their piece of the pie, you know, it was getting, they were, they were getting buku bucks from the capitalist oligarch interests. And I guess that's what, that was Bill Clinton's whole strategy. He wanted to be, like Hillary said, the um, he wanted to be the president for Wall Street and Main Street. Give me a break. When they asked Hillary uh, during the debates with Bernie, you want to be the, the president for Wall Street or Main Street? Well, I hope I could be the president for both. Well, honey, but Wall Street's doing great. And then we were treated... Uh, under Obama to the talking points, how Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together, which is bullshit. And that's how you know. It's almost on par with that, that disgraceful um, event when Obama went to Flint, Michigan and said, hey, hey, somebody give me a water. Somebody give me some, uh, let me, I, I need to wet my whistle. And he he just basically, you know, put the damn cup to his lips, which was nobody, nobody wanted him to take a drink of water. That's not why you were there. Telling, uh, telling the people who've been drinking out of lead laden pipes, thanks to cutting corners on the general welfare, as always, because nothing is nothing matters unless one rich, fat bastard can make a buck over it. Right. And that's what the whole government is now operating as an appendage to the affairs of billionaires. That's it. And, you know, this is where we're, that's why we're fighting a fascist coup. Coup. Goo and, goo and a coup. Uh, you could say fascist goo because they're all a bunch of babies. Goo goo, goo goo. So here's uh, what Chauncey DeVega writes. I voted for Joe Biden in 2020. He was the best option available for defeating Donald Trump and buying time to organize a defense of American democracy against the neo-fascist assault. More than a year into Biden's first term in office, I have no regrets. I may, I'd make that same decision again. Despite tremendous obstruction from the Republican fascists and their centrists, quote-unquote, centrist allies embedded within the Democratic Party, and we know who you are, Cinnamon Mansion, and there are others, but the, those two are the most disgusting and most, they're 
you know, attention seeking. Ugh, I hate, I, I don't know. I hate them both, but cinema is, I hold a special hate in my heart for her. Um, so, and their centrist democratic allies. A group of sadists determined to cause maximum harm to the American people as a way of obtaining, keeping, and expanding political power. Biden has accomplished a great deal as president. This includes slowing down the coronavirus plague, resuscitating the economy, which I know today when another outstanding, I guess you can call it, jobs number came in, I knew that Republicans were probably feeling rather deflated about it. That's how disgusting they are. When the American people win, Republicans lose. When the American people lose, Republicans are happy. It's true. Prove me wrong. All over the place, for, for years, not just now, we have clips of them cheering when Chicago wasn't, wasn't picked to host the Olympics. Remember that? Oh, and they all friggin' applauded about it. That's your fellow Americans, scummy. They, you know why cities want to host the Olympics? Because it's good for jobs and the economy. You know, your fellow Americans. But they cheer. How do you cheer for the loss of your, for the lose? I don't even know. You know what I'm saying. How do you cheer when... America loses. You don't see that. You don't see Democrats doing that. Anyway, okay. It's quite the opposite, in fact. They, okay, all right, whatever, whatever. I'll just keep going. Biden has accomplished a great deal as president. This includes slowing down the coronavirus plague, resuscitating the economy, taking long overdue steps to fix the country's infrastructure, and restoring America's leadership around the um, role in the world. And that's the damn truth. Could you imagine if we had that scumbag, con man, grifter Trump, Putin puppet Trump? And in fact, today, another, you know, because no one seems to give a shit unless they have a book out. So Bill Barr has a book. And everybody withholds pertinent information that might help your help their country survive um they they withhold it until their book comes out and today bill barr said that trump was was planning just as we thought to uh to pull out of nato in his second term the scum and that's what putin was waiting for but i guess he he was he, he was disappointed that his puppet didn't get to squat in the White House again, despite receiving fewer votes again. I know, he was probably confused. Republicans never win the most votes, for the most part. I mean, look at the House and the Senate. Republic, uh, they, Democrats get um, over a million more votes, and they still, they're still in the minority. There's something very wrong with that. Okay. Oh, look at that. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Bing, bong, 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 bong. 
All right. Here we go. I'm reading an article from by Chauncey De Vega in Alternet. So here we go. In the, in a moment of great crisis, when Vladimir Putin and Russia are waging war on Ukraine, to know that America has a leader who, unlike his predecessor, is intelligent, experienced, and patriotic, as well as mentally and emotionally stable, brings no small amount of relief. Exactly. At least he knows that Finland isn't part of Russia. That's how you know Republicans hate America. And we went over this in the last show. That's a, ca a case in point right there. If you love America, would you put somebody in charge that doesn't have basic knowledge of rudimentary knowledge? Not, nothing. You don't have to be um, a geography expert to know that, that Finland isn't part of Russia. God damn it, you just have to be somewhat intellectually curious, somewhat aware. You know? That's why watching Fox News makes you less informed than people who watch no news at all. You literally know more than Fox News victims by simply walking around and overhearing things in an elevator. That's... It's Trump, but it's worse with Trump because he had the best education his daddy could buy him. And he still came out as an ignorant pus, waste of human DNA. That's how you know how, how sick he is, how useless. Because he, he has no interest in learning. Everything is a show. Everything is, oh, look at I have a degree. But nothing is earned. You want to talk about a taker? God, they take and take and take, but they don't earn a goddamn thing. Like all, like, yeah, that's why they buy politicians. Who wants to, who wants to work for it when you can steal, according to them? But it's been normalized since we have a government running as an appendage of the affairs of the 1%. So, okay, so Chauncey De Vega continues. Let me see. Moreover, one does not have to ask the obvious questions that circled around Trump like flies around manure on a summer's day. Like, is the president of the United States merely a useful idiot and stooge for Russia? Or is he actually an agent and saboteur? <laughs> Those are the questions that brings to that brings a uh, considerable peace of mind, knowing that Biden isn't a Putin puppet. So by all accounts, Joe Biden is a, a humble, honorable and decent man who loves his family, which is probably why Republicans hate him, just like they hated Jimmy Carter because he was actually Christian and not one of these um, fake Christians who wear their Christianity on their sleeve as an excuse to gay bash. So he's a decent man who loves his family, has experienced great challenges and losses in life, but has not succumbed to bitterness like me. That also signals, a type of, signals to a type of wisdom demanded by the many 
cri- oh, excuse me, demanded not just by the many of us, but many crises facing the United States and the world. To see Joe Biden, who overcame a significant speech impediment as a child, give the State of the Union address while millions of people around the world watched, and to watch him stammer occasionally while doing so, shows him to be a role model of perseverance, humanity, and vulnerability. He's been weathered by life, sometimes badly beaten down, and is still standing. Unlike Trump, who's, you know... A disgusting scumbag when you hit him he, he he's he's just a bully you know you pop him in the nose and he goes whining off to Putin but there's always been a lingering doubt that gnaws at me as I watch Biden's presidency unfold in a time of plague and political crisis and in a moment when where America's present and future are nebulous and greatly in doubt. Unfortunately, his State of the Union address only served to reinforce my anxiety. Joe Biden is a career politician who is now the leader of the free world and arguably the most powerful person on the planet. That's who they want. That's Trump. They want Trump to be? Oh, my God. I mean, come on. Okay. And like all Republicans, uh, excuse me, (laughs) like all politicians, he is a disappointment. Biden is far too quick to seek compromise with Republican fascists, which mostly means outright capitulation. Exactly. That's the problem. That's what Republicans mean by compromise. That means give me everything I want and shut up about the general welfare because I'll call you a socialist. Jesus Christ. That's why it's so annoying to watch Joe. I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. Shut the fuck up. No, honey, you might agree you're a capitalist. Um, but the majority of us are laborers and we need a government that promotes the general welfare, not the welfare of the transnational corporate elite, because that's not democracy. That's what Joe Biden needs to say. How hard is that? I mean, God damn it. It's only hard if you're in bed with the big moneyed interests and you know it. And you want to keep the veneer, uh, the illusion of the general welfare. But if we're out here unable to save $400, unable to retire, can't go to a doctor without going on GoFundMe and standing on the side of the internet superhighway with a sign saying, please help me, that there's a problem. It's not democracy. That's all Joe Biden has to say. Democracy cannot live in the same house with this kind of concentrated wealth that we have. FDR was able to say it, but... uh, Okay. Biden is far too quick to see compromise with Republican fascists, which, which mostly means outright capitulation. He represents the big, the interests of big corporations, at least as much as those of the American people. He's a professional centrist. 
he will in all likelihood never never cancel student debt or make other efforts as great and lasting that has as great and lasting economic relief although driven by circumstance to embrace more progressive policies cuz that's what works you see that is what works not tax breaks for the 1% we ha- we have that that's why we're b- battling a fascist coup. Biden was one of the Clinton-era New Democrats, which makes me want to vomit. That basically is the um, the the big money Democrats who kicked down on the New Deal and tried to be the senators for Wall Street and Main Street. Well, while giving lip service to Main Street. Biden was one of the Clinton-era New Democrats who helped unleash neoliberalism and gangster capitalism on American society, greatly damaging the middle class he claims to care so much about. My greatest worry about Biden is simple. America needs a fighting champion if its democracy is to be saved. To this point, at this week's State of the Union address made clear once again, he does not appear to be up to that challenge. Um, In total, Biden's speech was an attempt to claim credit for his administration's many successes and to soothe the anxious American public that is deeply worried about the war in Ukraine, the economy, and the pandemic. On that account, public opinion polls show that his speech was successful. At the... Wait, wait, wait. At The Atlantic, Ronald Brownstein offers this generous summary, arguing that Biden's speech portrayed him as a resolute champion of financially squeezed families at home and freedom abroad. Repeatedly, though, throughout the speech, Biden rejected stark political choices, vigorous at points, meandering at others. The speech was neither a full-scale course correction or, you know what I mean, course correction, like Bill Clinton's 1996 declaration that the era of big government is over, meaning go fuck yourself, working class, nor a stubborn reaffirmation of the strategies Biden employed during his trying first year in office. The president at times gave each faction in his party reasons to cheer, but did not align entirely with either liberals or centrists. Hold on, we'll be right back to finish this up. All right, we're back. Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. So we're reading Chauncey DeVega's article in Alternet titled, Dear Joe Biden, we don't want unity with fascists. That's why Democrats lose. Where was I? I can't find where I left off. Let me see. Let me see. Damn it. And yeah. Okay. 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 Here we go. And so he said the president at times gave each faction in his party reasons to cheer, but did not align entirely with either liberals or centrists. Instead, the address showed Biden and his advisors trying to define a distinctive political space centered on providing kitchen 
kitchen table assistance to average families, encouraging greater national unity, and reasserting America's role as the leader of the small-D democratic world against challenges from aggressive autocracy symbolized by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The speech was performance was the performance of a president who remains confident in his political compass. Even as the steep and persistent decline of his job approval rating since last summer has caused many people in both parties to question it, throughout, Biden underscored his determination to combine positions often considered incompatible. Biden also, as Brownstein observes, reverted to his habit of seeking to placate Republicans and to distance himself from Democratic progressives. Isn't this always the case? You never see Democrats fight as hard as when they're fighting progressives, right? Then you see the gloves come off. Then you see them really, uh, I don't know, that's what they, they don't talk about unity with progressives. Why doesn't this? Why doesn't he cancel student debt? This son of a bitch. Anyway, okay. Towards toward Republicans, Biden was alternately conciliatory, proposing a unity agenda. Oh mean, I mean, come on, right? Come on, with this Pollyanna shit. God damn it, what is so hard about saying we will unify around democracy? We don't, we don't unify with people who are questioning the legitimacy of our elections, all because they want to stop people from voting. That's not democracy. We'll unify around the democratic agenda, small d democratic, of r raising the middle class again from the bottom up because you can't have a democracy and concentrated wealth at the same time. What the hell is so hard about saying that? People will understand that. Yeah, we'll unify around anybody, whatever letter they have after their name, if they want to unify around democracy. Jesus Christ. And it's not about handouts. That's the thing. That every time the um, you know government tries to promote the general welfare over the welfare of the fascist elite, that's what we hear. Oh, handouts, free stuff. You nip that in the bud. It's not about free stuff. It's about building the infrastructure of democracy. What the hell is so hard about saying that? Because you can't have a democracy and this kind of income disparity. People know that. And if they don't, you tell them. Okay, but instead we got to hear how we're going to unify with Republicans as if they have something to offer. This is the problem. Democrats are too eager to rehab the Republicans when the Republicans have no interest in that at all. They know that they all they need is to own the media, own the message, and they do. That's why they seed all over the internet 
the billionaires fund the likes of cj pearson and candace owens and diamond and silk and all their obscure backbenchers and they they elevate that you'll have all of a sudden where the hell did C- all you get cj pearson you get candace all these low brows these intellectual lightweights on fox news they do that deliberately because they want the the american people wherever they go they want them to encounter this fascist bullshit message it is right out of the nazi playbook that's what happened in the, in world war Two. that's what the nazis did they made um besides when they got into office making, you know, putting people to work, building the public works projects and whatnot, one of those, the, the um, employment initiatives was, cre- was making radios, making them extra cheap. And then they would even give them out on Hitler's birthday because they wanted everyone to hear this bullshit fascist message. I don't know. I don't know. It has to, I have to wonder sometimes whether the Democrats, I mean, obviously the Democrats aren't dumb, some of them, most of them, but they have to understand this. It doesn't, but it doesn't seem like they act like they do. Of course not. All right. So he proposing a unity agenda and praising their involvement in bi- in the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Give me a break. As giving them credit for bills they voted against and then went around the country boasting about. That's how disgusting they are. You don't normalize this. Oh, it's... It's a joke. The Republicans understand that. They know that the Democrats are weak, that they will never fight. It has to be. It has to be that way because they have absolutely no shame in their game. And the Democrats are nothing but shame. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for building the middle class. I'm sorry for FDR's New Deal that created the middle class out of the ashes of the first Republican Great Depression. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, d- let's get Nancy Pelosi in here to beg Republicans to please, please take back your party. The American people need a strong Republican Party that's done so much good for America. Give me a break. What good? I've asked her. I've called her office. (laughs) I've left messages, you know, politely saying, what good? Can you at least give me one good when you're saying this, Nancy? When you're, I mean, I I wish you would stop it with the bullshit. I wish you would stop spreading Republican propaganda when they haven't done a single goddamn thing, not in my lifetime. Not a thing to help the American people. In fact, they have been the, the goddamn domestic enemies that the founders warned us about. That's why we're fighting a fascist coup. This doesn't happen overnight. 
They stacked the judiciary. They are attacking our voting rights all over the country. Not by accident. They, they, the courts open the way to this. And then when we go to court to try to get, get some semblance of justice and democracy, we'll, we'll meet up against another Trump appointed or Mitch, Moscow Mitch McConnell appointed flunky like Kavanaugh. Absolute flunky. Same thing with Roberts, too. He was another one. He was involved in the Bush v. Gore debacle where the Supreme Court installed a president who didn't win. Then the Republicans, you tell me, guys, if the shoe was on the other foot. First of all, we know that the Democrats wouldn't do, they wouldn't stack the court. They wouldn't shove an Amy Coney Barrett type onto the court less than 30 days before Ruth Bader Ginsburg's or the whatever, you know what I'm saying, before the uh, the prior Supreme Court justice's body is even cold. They wouldn't do that. Now we have to go through again with Judge Jackson. They got to go through the deliberative process again. Fuck that. Excuse me. Excuse my saltiness but come on what's good for the fascists is good for the small d democrats you would think joe biden should as soon as the uh the vacancy became oh oh yeah, there was an event you know ugh, what am i saying as soon as we, the vacancy became you know the the seat became open why i can't even talk that's why, whatever. All right, I'll be right back, maybe. Why can't I talk? I, that's what I was trying to say. As soon as the seat wasn't the retirement, what's the fucking, why can't I say, you know what I'm saying? As soon as it became aware, it became aware. That's why I'm, I'm struggling with the proper qualifier. Joe Biden should have announced his pick and we should already be in hearings. Fuck it. If if that. And then there should be a vote tomorrow. There should... Forget it. Forget it. Oh, you know what? Because um, the Republicans, the Democrats don't want the American people to to think that this is the regular order. This is the way we do things. But it is. Now it is. What? what? Yeah, look what, what happened. You, why don't you fight as fer- ferociously for democracy as Republicans have fought dismantling it? No, 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 no. We have to model good behavior for the for the fascists because maybe if we keep modeling it, and if in between Nancy Pelosi begging Republicans to take back their party because it's supposedly done so much good for America, when I haven't seen a goddamn thing. What have they done good? Um, then 
maybe the Republicans, maybe Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch, will, um, he'll all of a sudden stop being Moscow Mitch and he'll be like, wow, I am sorry for turning this judiciary into another appendage of the affairs of billionaires. It was even, it was, it was and uh, already an appendage of the affairs of billionaires, but now it's, now it's the, an appendage of the affairs of fascists who don't give a shit. They don't care. They're, They're going to take back Roe v. Wade. It's over. Forget privacy. It's, you know, it's all part of the fascist coup. Forget privacy in a doctor's office. They're attacking trans people, of course. Going, I, I, We're going to get into that, too. But going after families who are trying to save the lives of their children. Because Republican fascists know better. That's, that's fascism. They know better. They don't care about democracy or having a mandate to do this. Nobody asked. Nobody asked that asshole uh, John Roberts. Nobody asked him to wipe his ass with the Voting Rights Act. They're coming for other pieces of it now. It's it's. But of course, cinema and mansion and everybody. You know, we gotta have bipartisanship with these fascists. My God. It is. And, and then we have Joe Biden enabling it by giving them legitimacy. Really? That's what it is. Every time he's like, oh, we worked bipartisanly and got... No, you didn't. Y- you didn't. These fuckers couldn't even impeach the traitor for using taxpayer funds. For, again, I mean, using taxpayer funds like his own personal extortion fund. These mother-effing, America-hating fascists couldn't even impeach him for that. And they want to put that, that baboon, that greed-centered baboon, Back in power. You know, it reminds me, I think about, uh, you know, you guys know I love Roman history, but I wish, I hope something happens to Trump, like what happened to Cassius in the, in the, in ancient Rome, according to historians, you know, what happened to Cassius, the, he went to get, to go find glory with the Parthians, fighting the Parthians, but he lost miserably because he was just a scumbag. He was the richest person in Rome, richest man in Rome. And he got, he, he made, well, he's unlike Trump. I mean, Trump is a, uh, he's a fake billionaire, but Cassius was the, was a real billionaire. And he, but anyway, he made his money through because Rome was a fire trap and he would wait till for somebody's house to start burning and then he'd show up and say I'll put that house out I mean he had he had his own private fire department 
She said, I'll put your house, your fryer out um, if you, oh, oh, well, no, first he would say, give me your house for a certain amount of money. Of course, you know, bargain basement prices. And then the fire department would put the house out after the owner was forced to sell. That's how he became the richest person in Rome. But anyway, as legend has it, his love of money was beyond compare. And when they got a hold of him in Parthia, they apparently put him to death by making him swallow molten gold. So I don't know. Sometimes I think about that, and I hope that Trump has a similar end. You know, let him eat it. Let him eat money. Put him in a pit with money and just let him eat it. Maybe you can survive on it. Because it's they're just sick. This is a sickness that we're... I mean, look at Putin. He's supposedly... We're hearing, uh, you know, he's the rich. He could be possibly the richest person on earth. It's all ill-gotten gain. But now, of course, I'm glad Joe Biden said, "Oh, we're going after the oligarchs." Well, what fucking took us so long? I don't know. Everybody can just accumulate ill-gotten gain and. We're just nothing but pawns. That's the bottom line, guys. That's really it. Unless you have a government that promotes the general welfare, that has a higher ideal. And that was, I mean, given, put it, put it all, putting the, the uh, founders aside, the promises in our founding documents... It's supposed to be, we're supposed to be operating at a, on a higher ideal of the general welfare. Whether the founders could do it or not, that's beside the point. But the closer we get to having a country that works for more than just the 1%, that's when, that's when the Republicans and the conservatives, that's a bridge too far for them. Am I wrong? No. Shit, I lost my place. Where am I? Who am I? What am I? Oh, and thank you. I see you guys. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. I really mean it. Thank you, another uh, Jim, again, for your super chat, Sweary Jar. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Republicans equals fascism on steroids. Yep. That's why we don't need Joe Biden, I don't know, giving them cover? Right? That's what it feels like. Giving cover to, well, that's what, that's what Nancy Pelosi does, too. Take back your party. The American people. Why the fuck? What is wrong with you, Nancy? I can do a Google search right now, and I have many of these clips. It's not once or twice or three times. We numerous times. We might be going into double digits because I don't. I can't grab all these clips all the time. 
I'm not with Nancy all the time. I don't follow her around. But how many times must you beg Republicans to take back their party? Because the American people need a strong Republican Party that's done so much good. What? That's why I ask her, what good? I want to, if you, if, if there is something that I'm missing, I would happily incorporate it into the new information that I'm capable of taking in as a human, normal adult, unlike Republicans. So tell me, have they've done so much good? Sh- where? You could at least give one example. Instead, you know what that does? It is, that's, that's propaganda. That is nothing but fascist propaganda. You're giving these fascists cover? For what? What have they done? They have done a goddamn nothing for us. In fact, it's, if any leap forward we've had as a democracy is in spite of them. So... Why are you covering for them, Nancy Pelosi? All right. This is Tara Devlin. Okay, I better get a move on this because we're running out of time. Oh, my God. It's not during during the week. We can have as long or as short of a show as we want. All right. Let me get to where is it? Where is it? Bum, bum, I'm reading an article that Chauncey DeVega wrote about how we don't need to... I mean, really, he could have been listening to this show because this is what we talk about all the time. We don't need common ground or bipartisanship with fascists, Joe Biden. So, let me see. So, toward Republicans, Biden was alternately conciliatory, proposing a unity agenda and praising their involvement in the bipartisan infrastructure bill and confrontational, denouncing Trump's tax cuts and the surge of red state laws rolling back civil rights and liberties. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But we got to have a unity agenda with these pricks, with these anti small d democratic fascist bastards he pointedly renounced one of the most polarizing battle cries of his own party liberal party's liberal vanguard calling to fund the police rather than defund the police while reasserting his commitment to criminal justice reform and gun control both enduring priorities of the left but i i yeah that whole defund the police as you guys know gets on my nerves because not that i don't agree i i I agree in the sentiment not the see it's not about defunding the police it is about funding community policing that's that's the battle cry or the rallying cry the defund the police is a stupid is this is a stupid phrase that of course republicans are going to run with it that we gave that to them as usual democrats suck at messaging partly because they have no spine but the other part is because we expect too much of the american people they you know the republicans are out there going death panel death panel shit like that 
but we don't have to fall into their trap with some stupid thing, defund the police. Nobody wants that because it plays right into the, into the fears of, you know, the average dummy that's like, oh, the Democrats want no cops, no cops at all. We can't have that. Do you know what I mean? No, it's about priority. Fund community police. What is so hard with that? Right? Even saying that, doesn't that feel better? You don't have to explain it either. Fund community police. And nobody wants anything defunded from them. You know what I mean? That feels like you're losing. Uh-oh. Guess who's coming over? Here he comes. Here comes the prince. The princeps. Our first citizen of Tara Buster. Tara Jr. Jr. Well, he's sitting there. Well, you can stay. Just stay. Remember to, when you jump, jump, jump with purpose. Oh, oh, here he comes. Here he comes, everybody. Uh-oh, right on the keyboard he goes. Okay, now, where is it? Everybody. Dance and sing. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Jr. Jr., there he is. There he is. All right, he's being good. You sit there and don't... Don't move. Don't mess up any microphones. All right. What was most notably absent from Biden's speech was any forceful and sustained discussion of the country's democracy crisis, the role of the Republicans in creating and amplifying it, and the fact that we now face a moment where voting rights and civil rights indeed, the fundamental human rights of black and brown people, along with members of other marginalized groups, are under existential threat from a new Jim Crow system. And that he writes black and brown in there, so that kind of annoys me. The, you know what I mean? We talk about people with darker pigment, but whatever. Okay, black Americans are among the Democratic Party's most important constituencies and its most loyal voters. Without the support of black people in both the Democratic primaries and the general election, and especially the support of black women, Joe Biden would not be president today. During Biden's victory speech in November of 2020, he said, especially at those moments when the campaign was at, was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back and I'll have yours. Those are fine words, but in terms of protecting black America's voting rights and civil rights, Biden and his administration have not lived up to them. Exactly. Well, Manchin. Well, Manchin is not the goddamn king of America, is he? I don't know. He seems to be. Jesus Christ. His State of the Union speech was one more, more example of failure. In several key moments, Biden signaled that his temper, his temperamentally, he is temperamentally unable to do what is necessary to stop the Republican fascist attempt to end multiracial democracy. 
Biden repeatedly spoke of the need to unify Democrats and Republicans. That means seeking unity with those who actively tried to nullify the 2020 election and supported a violent coup to prevent him from becoming president. Moreover, the Republican fascists have in no way ended their campaign to end American democracy and terminate Biden's presidency. Biden often speaks boldly about American democracy being in crisis and draws eloquently upon the images of legacy of the civil rights movement and black freedom struggle while doing so. But he does not act with the urgency of now in seeking to defend that democracy. Where are you going, honey? Look at this cat. He's like hanging over the edge. Don't hang over the edge. Hold on, honey. You stay there. You stay there. All right. Reasons for Biden's behavior are not mysterious. He is the product of an American political regime that is dying. But those leaders and principal figures have, for the most part, not realized that fact. Biden genuinely believes that as a leading member of the American political caste, he can somehow save the country's obsolescent political order. He is a Washington insider, an older white man and a moderate. Once upon a time, that might have meant that Republican leaders would work with him in good faith to find solutions to the country's many problems. But in believing that but in believing that is still true, Biden has committed a grievous error. Today's Republican and conservative movement comprise a revolutionary force which seeks to destroy American democracy and replace it with fascism or some other form of authoritarianism. When Biden speaks of unity or compromise with the Republicans, he is giving aid and comfort to a neo-fascist movement if not surrendering to it altogether. Right? All right. Well, there's much more to this article, but that's a lot. All right, guys. I'm going to... That's... Uh, I'm not going to read the end of it because it's. it'll take up the rest of our time here, and we don't have a lot more time left. Well, we do. We have like an hour, but we already spent an hour on it, but you get the point. I wanted to read it. I thought it was great. Maybe I took too long to get through it, but you can read the whole article at Alternet, Chauncey DeVega. The article is called, Dear Joe Biden, We Don't Want Unity with Fascists. That's Why Democrats Lose. And he's, obviously I'm speaking to the choir here, but maybe not. Maybe there are some others who just passing through and... They want us to unify. I, I don't know. You know, the people who think that we can find common ground with Republicans, that that's the problem in America is that we don't work together. Those are people who are low information voters. They don't understand the, I don't think they really have a clue, frankly. If If you have a clue, then you understand that with just how dangerous a moment we're in and um, it's not about 
begging Republicans to finally play nice. They haven't played nice my entire life. They've been the enemies of democracy. Isn't it enough? It's uh, that, uh, look at their behavior. How are you going to unify? Uh Uh-oh, come on, Junior. What the fuck? Uh Uh-uh, get back. I mean, I don't mind. He just, he fucking sits on the keyboard all the time. I can't do it. I love him. I love him, but can't you produce from over there? I, it, and it's every time it's on, it's because of the show. I think it's, he probably, he doesn't do this all day. Only when I'm on the show, I think he gets a little like, what are you talking? Who are you talking to? You sit down. You stay. Oh, my God. There's too many things to worry about. He's back. Sit, then. Just sit. Stop. And then as I'm typing, he's, like, putting his hand on my... He's putting his paw on my hand. He's... Because he wants me to pet him. And I want to pet you. But I'm doing a show. No wonder we're bleeding patrons. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. How come it's so difficult for Republic clowns to smarten up and see things the way us progressive liberals do? Because they are sick. All right, you know, there's a couple of other things I'm going to do I wanted to talk about tonight. And I guess this kind of fits in with everything that... Let me show you. Hold on. You guys know I monitor the uh, Reddit page, conservative Reddit page, even though they they blocked me from being able to post, <laughs> which is fine, because I said something true. They didn't like it. You know, they just don't like it when you when you interrupt their manias with facts. All right, you sit there. Okay, that's good. That's better. Sit down. Stay. See, look, he's now he's laying there. Tara Jr. Jr. Honey, wait a minute. How about you go here? This is better, isn't it? Oh, honey, you sit. You sit. You sit. Stay. Look, and then everybody can see you. People can see you then. (laughs) You're cute. So, all right. Oh, no, no, no. All right, stay there. Fuck. Fuckity fuck. All right, Reddit, Reddit. Where am I? I'm going to have to bring, put him in the bedroom. Oh, Tara Jr. Jr. You're the best. Yes. Let me see. Let me play. Do I have a video to play while I could while I do this? Shit. Mm mm mm. Yeah. Let me play this. Well, now, ah, whatever. Here's a couple of things I wanted. Oh, fuck. All right, I understand now. I get it. 
here. Let's look at this conservative Reddit page together, if we dare. Okay. Here's a couple of things. I saw this today. Ely Mistal, who I love, he, he was on The View. You probably saw it too. This is on the conservative Reddit page. He said that the Constitution is kind of trash. I knew as soon as he said that. I, I didn't watch The View live. I saw the clips later. I was like, uh-oh, because I love him on MSNBC and whatnot, but I wonder if this is going to be a thing. But, And, of course, the Republicans are, are jumping on it. And But, see, you don't... You can't expect much from the American people. So when you say that the Constitution is trash and you expect them to take it, to, to, to run with that, because you can't do anything, you can't critically look at the founders or our founding documents anymore, even though the founders themselves knew that we would evolve and that's why it made a, the they made the Constitution a living document, but if you critic, if you are critical, in any way, they, the Republicans will have an aneurysm. Wait, something in my eye. So anyway, hold on, fuck. Okay, so. Here we go. This is the thing I wanted to talk about. More tolerance from the left. And this is bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of Republicans. Besides everything else, one of their big whines is um, the left is so tolerant. When, whenever we don't tolerate their intolerance, it's, it's supposedly some kind of hypocrisy on our part. And what they're talking about is this event. And of course this is some, whatever website this is, the free press is some, some right wing cesspool, more tolerance from the left activists shut down college campus event and threaten to kill organizer. Well, the camp, what, what, it's not about conservatism. See, but the, that's, the frame that they're they're putting it in this is the same dumb bitch here her name is kelly needart jesus christ stop it i'm tired jesus you see well, everywhere i go i can't even i can't even relax on the show i uh, i got people picking at me picking it Pet me, pet me, pet me. This Kelly Needhart bitch was the one who, a couple of weeks ago, we we played that video of that young man calling, you know, getting up and saying, you know what, you're trash, you know, whatever. Uh, you, how do you, I'm sure you think you're a Christian. How do you live with it? Because... She was printing out flyers that said ban transgendered. Ban transgendered. And that's all. Oh, that's all. So your your conservative event was 
was shut down by by people who didn't want to be banned like i mean these are nazis that's what they are if if only they were as open as the nazis though right with their hate they have to pretend they're the victims just come right out and say it but here in the article they're like oh she was just uh, it's just the young conservatives getting together what do you what would you think they were talking about low taxes on the rich and uh, deregulating corporations no they're talking about banning humanity banning a segment of humanity which frankly everybody should be alarmed about whether you're trans or not that's why republicans in every republican chest beats the heart of fascism absolutely they can't even help it banning ban transgender that now we can't we have to go through them to see what we could say don't say gay don't say trans the pp patrols in the bathroom and oh they just want to get together the young conservatives want to get together and discuss banning human beings ban will somebody ban them all right this is tara devlin whatever so here we go this is from a right-wing website Differing opinions at one point in our society brought out healthy discussion. Well, what's the other side of banning human beings? You know, it's a healthy discussion. Some people think that you other a segment of humanity should be banned. Another thinks they shouldn't. What's, you know, take back your party, Republicans. The American people need... Such a strong Republican Party that's done so much good. They've done so much good. So, anger, wait, wait. differing opinions at one point in our society brought out a healthy discussion, an understanding of one's views. What's the view that we should understand from you fascist pricks? Banning, oh yeah, I know you don't like trans now. That's your new bugaboo because there's a lot of misinformation. And you know that because Republicans are repressed and they don't have the courage to live authentic lives, whether they're trans or not. So they want everybody to be as cowardly as they are and stay in their closets no matter what and turn into hateful little pricks like Kelly Needart, who thinks, you know, as a young person, how vile. I expect better of the youth to be a young person and that's what you want to do. You'll be a conservative. Go lick Reagan's balls for all I care. But you're talking about banning people? The same, well, well, what can we expect? You know, this is the same bunch of assholes who want a con man who came down an escalator saying Mexicans are rapists. But uh, that's, the, that's the party that Joe Biden wants to work with, right? Come on. A fresh example 
Oh wait, here he goes. So he goes not so not so much into for in today's America, anger and violence tend to erupt at the slightest hint of opposing views. Right, opposing banning human beings. That's just a view. One view is ban ban some humans, and another is. Uh, no, don't live and let live. Don't be a dick. Be a fucking human being and not a piece of dirt. Needart, a member of the Young Conservatives of Texas, which basically means you're a fascist. Uh, the chapter at the University of North Texas described being forced to take refuge in a janitorial closet after left-wing protesters forced an early end to an appearance by Jeff Younger, a, a young, a Republican candidate for a seat of the Texas House of Representatives. Younger's child, James, was the subject of a custody battle between Younger and his ex-wife who claimed James was transgendered. Well, there you go. Bet you gotta ban him. And, you know, gotta hate your own child. So here, so this bitch Kelly, the one who was printing out the flyers that says ban transgender, she posts this. Watch tweeting this in case anyone wants a migraine. All right. How about a name? Oh, come on. Come on. Give us your name. Come on. No one's giving their name because these fascist dox people and then they start harassing. You know, because that's what you do. Some courage. How about a name? Fuck you. How about a name? Are you a woman or a man? I don't know what you are. Good for you. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Oh, my God. Are you a woman or a man? What's your pee-pee? The pee-pee patrol wants to know. I can't figure it out. Well, I can't figure out if you're a human or not. It's hard to tell. In fact, I would go with not. These people are sick. But they're the victims. You understand? It's like Nazis who... Charge the Jews for cleaning up after Kristallnacht because the Nazis were only protecting themselves. It was self-defense. This is the same. It's the same ideology. So the activists went into this fascist prick event. And they disrupted it. Good. Sort of like the assholes storming the Capitol. But I highly doubt anyone took a shit and wiped their asses on the curtains, even though this is in no way in in any shape or form the same. (laughs) A classroom at uh, some Texas university is not the same as goddamn interrupting the peaceful transfer of power. See, if you're on the podcast, of course, it sounds like a lot of ruckus. 
So all of these activists are just like, fuck you. F you, F you, F you. Good. That's what you do when Nazis come to town. You don't tolerate Nazis. It is the duty of every human to make Nazis uncomfortable. But this Kelly woman here, she's the one that was, oh, look, see? She just has a thing about trans people. I, don't, I wonder what her problem is. It's crazy. Why do you care so much whether other human beings live an authentic life? Kelly. Last night, I was evacuated from an event hosted at UNT on my college campus. I received violent threats and constant harassment leading up to the event and was targeted by Antifa. (laughs) Oh, my God. They separated me from my police escort, and I ended up hiding in a janitor closet. Good. That's what I like to see when all fascists, when fascists come to town, they should be, they should end up hiding in a janitor closet. I don't know. What do you think? Right? Jeez. We were told, wait, we were told that me and Jeff were the primary targets during a briefing from UNT campus police. Nieder told the Daily Caller News Foundation, oh my God, saying that the disruption came from Antifa. Um, whatever. Which probably... What is Antifa, by the way? I know, anti-fascist. As patriots, patriots, (laughs) patriots should be anti-fascist. There is no organization, but they just like saying Antifa. These are probably human beings, just trans humans who don't want a bunch of Nazis on their campus. And, And Nazis should never feel welcome. But according to them, oh, there used to be a wonderful time when we could exchange ideas around whether some people should not exist. How do you, you know, you know what the end of that story is. You start with ban transgender and then you end with camps and shit like that with people being exterminated. And they don't care. That's, that's how it goes. Republicans, in their mind, they're, they're the victims, though. If there's a, a reaction, they don't want anybody to react to their fascism. We're supposed to just let them, we're supposed to tolerate their, their, their inhumanity. Oh, my God. Well, what are you going to do? My God, that's the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Thanks, guys, for hanging out and for therapy. Oh, Jesus, I hit the wrong button. Therapy for the resistance. 
We need it. I know I do. And we will win. But, I don't know. We're on the right side of history. Decency, dignity, democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. We still have some more show if you want to hang out and keep on hanging out. I really appreciate it. If you're on any other platform, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tower Buster. And thank you, John, for your super chat. Oh, I love that little cute emoji you got there. Very cute and dancey. Yes, I know. Dancing to the theme, right? That's very great. Great. All right. Uh, so... That's that's who they are, though, guys. We were just watching videos of this uh, event at the, where was that, University of Texas or something? Young Conservatives of Texas. Yeah, North Texas University. They're such victims. But honestly, like I was saying, just like Joe Biden shouldn't find common ground with fascists, neither should we. Neither should anyone. The, there is an outright, all-out assault on trans people and freedom in this country, as we know. There is nothing... Well, one of the things that's most disturbing is how Texas, uh, I think it's now blocked by a court. We'll see how long. See, that's why Republicans stack the courts. This is fascism. Because when Republicans do things like initiate investigations into trans kids' families, then you go to court to stop it. And because your civil rights are being trampled upon and you end up being in front of a, a fascist who says, no, go pound sand, honey. This is a new day. America is now a fascist country. From This is from a couple of days ago in, on the NBC website by Joe Yurkaba. The Texas Department of Family and Protective Services has opened an investigation into one of its own employees who has a transgender teenager after she was reported for alleged child abuse, according to a lawsuit. Can you, I can't even believe this. These filthy fascist bastards. And they're doing it. Why are they doing it? Because they know it triggers you want to talk about trigger in the libs that they it triggers the republican base who are repressed and hate themselves and cowards and they don't want to live in a country that works for all they want to beg billionaires for a trickle while kicking down on everybody else especially the minority group du jour if 
that's all. That's all that's there for. They don't care. The elites, the Republicans, elite, they don't care who dies. They don't care the, that we have to live out here, live amongst each other. They will never encourage their dumbass base to, to evolve or to be decent people. They won't. To learn or not, if you don't, if you, if that's not, you don't want to be trans, don't. But shut your fascist lie hole and go, 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 go pray in your closet. No one tells, no one goes into these Republican homes and tells them to not to teach their little brat that Jesus rode a dinosaur. You know, no one goes into the friggin' 19 kid and counting compound and tells that bitch to close her legs for a minute. You know, uh, sorry, you can't have 19 fucking fascist kids and counting. No one does that, but that's what they do to us. They do to normal people. They want to tell you how to live, what to say, what to think, what to read. Who to be. They hate America. They hate democracy. How much, how, how much longer do we have to take it? I guess it's going to be a lot longer since Democrats want to find common ground. They want to be bipartisan. You're going to be bipartisan with them, right? Only half, maybe half uh, trans people will, you know, just... Uh, just the, the, the you know, uh, kill half or something. Ban half. That's how you be bipartisan with them. The suit follows a non-binding legal opinion issued last week by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stating that providing gender-affirming medical care, including, including puberty blockers and hormone therapy to any person under the age of 18, is considered child abuse under state law fuck you how the fuck do you know oh because jesus told you in an ancient book of fables that there god made adam and eve not adam and steve that wanted to be eve shut the f up you morons they, they i mean the ignorance go, why don't you go and tutor your glorious dim leader on uh, uh, on Finland or Russia. I know he, he's more interested in Russia. All that rubles. Why don't you pour some molten rubles down his throat? Jesus Christ. This is people trying to save the lives of their children. So, you know... Uh, because they love them. Not like you, Ken Paxton, and all of the Republicans. They don't, uh, they don't love children, life, babies, nothing. They love nothing but greed. They love themselves. They love their whiny little bitch fucking ideals. And uh, they hate democracy. And everybody else in it. They hate everybody in the country. I swear, how much... 
longer. How much longer? Well, it's going to be a lot longer, I guess. Take back your party. The American people need. Need. Yeah, but we haven't seen this movie before, right, Nancy? They've done so much good. This is only, it's come out of the blue. Uh, them, I remember watching George Bush walk out on the Rose Garden saying, we're going to uh, have a, we're, we're proposing a constitutional amendment that marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman. I remember that. They don't care who, who gets murdered. Every it's the minority group du jour. Who whose turn is it in the barrel? Now, oh, we evolved. Not that much. Take back your party, Republicans, because something happened. I don't know what. It just happened all of a sudden. The past couple of years, they just went nuts. No, they didn't. This has been this is who they are forever. They, they would talk about the same shit 20 years ago. Every, it's not, it's not like a new phenomenon that they're trying to legislate against other human beings who just want to live in this tiny blip of time that we share. Why do we have to share this blip of time with so many monsters? Take back your party. America needs a strong Republican party. Yeah, because years ago they were so normal when they were proposing constitutional amendments to ban human beings from legal, being full and legal other Americans. I don't know how I'm saying it. You know what I mean? They were trying to constitutionally legislate or constitutionally enshrine discrimination against a targeted minority group. Put that in the Constitution, Nazis, right? What kind of, what kind of sickness do you have to be suffering from to be to live in a democracy to say you love America and then turn America into a a demon haunted cesspool? One of my prayers. I'm just looking at these clips of Nancy. I know it's annoying. Prayerful that somebody will intervene today and say, <laughs> you just tipped the scale too far. Uh, yes, yes, I, uh, too much. I, one of my prayers is that the Republicans will take back their party. The country needs a strong Republican party that's mm -hmm. done so much for our country. And to have it be... And have it hijacked. And you, did you hear the corporate media pundit? Mm-hmm. She agreed. Mm-hmm. America needs... Such a strong Republican party that has done so much good, hasn't it?
so much good. What good? It's unbelievable. <sighs> A day after Paxton's opinion was made public, Governor Greg Abbott released a directive calling on licensed professionals and members of the general public to report the parents of transgender minors to state authorities. Report. Everything is about a report, right? We're all snitching on each other. The fascists, they never stop. They, they're fascists. They can't help it. That's who they are. That's why they hate democracy. They hate America because it's a multiracial nation of immigrants. They hate that. They hate the general welfare. They need the hierarchy. You know, where God, the big giant man on a cloud, and then you have the big white orange baboon con man uh, sitting on a golden throne, and then the rest of us. Well, then he got his oligarchs, and then you have the assholes down here fighting each other over peepees. Right? That's it. That's the fascist way, and that's the Republican way. Take back your party. Where are you taking it back? Because well, you better take it back to 1865 then, or for real. Because whatever party you're taking it back to, is it sucks. It just sucks just as much. Licensed professionals? If these assholes listen to licensed professionals, they would shut their lie holes. Shortly after Paxton's opinion on Abbott's directive, the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services initiated investigations into families with transgendered children, which continue. You son of a bitch. You understand that how difficult it is for families to to have to go through this anyway and then you have to have the republicans up your ass and in your life and in your doctor's office and in your homes you can't make decisions for your own family for your child like, they give a shit about your child. They want your child to die. That's it. They want your child to commit suicide. That's what they want. Just like they don't like... They want women dead in back alleys. They want this country dumb. They want women... You know, they want more dead women, more dead trans people, more dead gays. Jesus Christ. American, the ACLU, Lambda Legal, and Houston-based law firm Baker Botts LLP are representing one anonymous family under investigation. Fuck you. That, I mean, a family under investigation for saving the life of their child. For loving their child. For wanting their child to be happy in this life. Not have to f hate themselves and live 
and, and hurt others by living inauthentically. Yeah, I mean, they hate life. They hate happiness. They hate humanity. Humanity is too complex for them. That's why they need their giant sky spook. They're so full of shit, shit, these people. They all are... If I ever met a, a true... I mean, I have met some true Christian in my life who follow the ancient socialist hippie, but they are few and far between. Not these evangelical assholes. Not these fake-ass republicans. The lawsuit referred to them as the Doe family, which includes Jane Doe, the Department of Family and Protective Services employee, her husband, John Doe, and their 16-year-old transgender daughter, Mary Doe. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't call, you know, misgender her. I'm not sure, you know. The complaint said Abbott's directive has wreaked havoc on the Doe family. Of course, that's the point. They want the whole family to commit suicide, probably. They'll drive them to it. On Wednesday, the day after Abbott released his letter, don't they realize how fascist they are and how disgusting they are? Aren't they tired of being on the wrong side of history? Do they ever get tired? I wonder. On on the wrong side of everything. They were on the wrong side of this. They were on the wrong side of life. They were on the wrong side of voting, of on democracy, on gay rights, on Ukraine. They're on the wrong side all the time. Aren't you tired of it? Republicans. Disgusting. Oh, tolerant. Be so tolerant. The tolerant liberals aren't tolerating our intolerance. How how intolerant. Jesus Christ. On, where is this? Where is this? On Wednesday, the day after Abbott released his letter, Jane Doe asked her supervisor at the department for clarification regarding how the governor's letter would affect department policy. Hours later, Jane Doe was placed on leave from her employment because she has a transgender daughter with a medical need for treatment of gender dysphoria. Well, she should just kill herself then, I guess. You you sick. The next day, Jane Doe was informed that her family would be investigated in accordance with Nazi Abbott letters, le- Abbott's letter to determine if she and her husband had committed abuse because they care so much. You committed abuse by affirming the identity of their trans daughter and providing her with medical care. Well, they should have just prayed to the giant man on a cloud who has a big penis for some reason. I don't know. He's got a big dick. I guess they can't imagine anything, any hierarchy without a a penis. You got an innie or an outie? Okay, well, you can be my god then. 
Because I, I, I just have to, what, what is this? What is wrong with them? <laughs> On Friday, it gets worse. An investigator with the department's Child Protective Services Division visited the family home, interviewed them, and sought access to Mary Doe's medical records. You fucking, you Nazi. She wanted, well, I guess she just following orders. CPS investigated disclosed that the sole allegation against Jane Doe and John Doe is that they have a transgender daughter. And that the daughter may have been provided with medically necessary gender affirming health care that is currently and is currently transitioning from male to female, the complaint stated. I know. Oh, my God. God. God made Adam and Eve. If your giant sky spook. My giant sky spook doesn't like this. The suit named Abbott, the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services and Department's Commissioner Jamie Masters, as defendants, it argued that by circumventing the legislative process is an attempt to change the law. They violated the Texas Administrative Procedure Act, whatever. Oh, I hate them. Paxton and Abbott released their letters just a week prior to the Republican primary election in the state, leading advocates to argue that they were entirely politically motivated. Oh, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just surprised about that. Jesus Christ. Even though courts might not uphold Abbott's directive, Advocacy groups said they have received a deluge, I can't say that word, of messages from parents, from the parents of trans kids who are worried about being reported. Isn't that what a Nazi does, right? Nazis report on your teachers, report on your neighbors. I hate them. A spokesperson for Equality Texas, a statewide LGBTQ advocacy organization, said the group has heard from hundreds of families who are concerned. We have a crisis on the ground because parents are terrified, and that is the purpose of fascism. We are talking about family separation by our state government. And what do these kids do, right? What is the message for these children who aren't, who don't have, you know, the capacity to, to understand that life goes on, you know, change, that in years to come, things will get better. All they see is right now and that they're causing their family all this strife on top of the strife they already feel and the fear just coming out. And then they get, uh, these people are killing kids. Jesus Christ. Unreal. Parents like Karen Krager, 
who lives in Austin are scared, but they're also exhausted because these attacks against the transgender community are relentless. <laughs> Why don't you do something like take back your party, Republicans, because the American people need such a strong Republican party that's done so much good. Why don't you do that instead of attacking the minority group du jour and their families? Last week, after she spent days compiling a folder of letters and photos that show she's a good parent, how dare they, right? In case she's reported, she sat at the kitchen table with her husband and cried. We thought our kids couldn't hear us, and my daughter came in and brought me this card that she made me. The front of the card said, Mom, we love you so much. We can fight this together. It's one of those things like where you say, Oh, that's so sweet, but my child is thanking me for standing up for her and letting her be herself. That's my job. That just shows how frightened she must feel. Kreischer said her daughter isn't receiving gender-affirming medical care, so she feels like she has to stay in Texas and fight for the trans kids who are, but whose families can't move to a different state. I feel like it's my responsibility to stay here and fight, but I don't want to subject my children to a world where they have to be grateful for their parents doing what teams of doctors advise them to do and loving and for loving them. The reality is that the harm is done simply by opening the investigation. Until that policy is stopped permanently, it will continue to have significant effects on families raising trans kids. It's disgusting. I don't know uh, how they sleep at night. The horror that they inflict on this country all the time, everywhere you look. I wish, will Nancy Pelosi please tell me, anybody on the chat? Who, who, what have they done? Am I missing something? The American people need. What do you care what the American people need? You don't care. The American people need government, big government out of their doctor's office. The American people need not to be uh, yeah, under assault constantly. The, the American people don't need to be informing on each other. Like Nazi Germany, they learn nothing from Nazi Germany except how to follow the playbook. They don't even get, you understand that these people are like, we're patriots? It's just like the Nazis. They think they're patriots. Only because they know they're not. They're not patriots. They know it. That's why they got to get all, all those flags and stars. Where is this goddamn... There was some... Uh, 
article from the from the nation that kind of annoyed me because the title of it was where is it I won't read the whole thing but it was like is there a place for the for patriotism on the left yeah because we're patriotic we're the patriots that's why I'm like what the we talk about patriotism. What is patriotism? It's leaving no one behind. It's not wearing a bunch of stars and and then so the article by Michael Kazin and Rafia Zakaria. Michael Kazin argues that one needs patriotism to engage effectively in the democratic process. Where Rafia writes that love of the flag undermines commitments to internationalism. What the fuck kind of shit is this? Talk about, you know, there go the uh, overthinking it. Patriotism is leaving no one behind. We don't leave anybody behind on the battlefield. We don't leave anybody behind on the battlefield of sickness, of illness, of immorality. We don't leave people behind without living wages, without decent middle-class lives, without homes. That's patriotism. What is all this shit? I love my country. I love our passionate and endlessly inventive culture. But you need not share my emotion to recognize political reality. One cannot engage effectively in the democratic process without being part of a community of feeling. It's like, again, liberals missing the forest through the trees, in my opinion. It's not about waving flags. Why does, well, you know, I mean, I wish somebody would listen to the show, <laughs> not just you guys, <laughs> because to me, it feels very obvious. And you talk about message. Yeah. Um, can we be patriotic? Yeah. Is there it, the, the, just the title. Is there a place for patriotism on the left? That itself concedes that patriotism is waving flags and wearing a shirt with stars on it. Right? That's what that says. Is there a place for us waving flags? Hey, Junior. Oh, my God. One last thing. Because I'm looking at the time. Speaking of, I mean, Republicans hate America. And um, they, uh, they hate happiness. You know, forget the pursuit of happiness. Marjorie Telegreen actually said it. Here's, here's Marjorie, Margie Q. And then I think we're going to hear Joe Biden. He's going to claim victory over COVID. And if he does that, then you'll know the Democrats are lying. You'll know for sure, like we've already known all along, that they're just using COVID for politics. And they're very much looking to move on and create happiness going into the midterms because they're scared to death of losing control uh, when everyone goes to vote. Oh, those bastards. You see? The quiet part out loud. Republicans don't create happiness. They create hate. 
division, suspicion, fear. They create PTSD on the uh, for all Americans, unless then you know they can say the N word. See, they even create PTSD for the dumbasses like Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she's clearly not fit in the mind. And the Republicans have ha- have her so twisted where she should be, you know, uh, doing her CrossFit and fucking somebody else's husband like she does. Besides her own husband. She's a serial adulterer. We know that. Whatever. I don't give a shit. She's also, she's a fake businesswoman. She, that's all she did was travel the country, screwing other people's husbands who aren't her own, openly, openly doing it while she's married, you know, all those vows and whatnot. And, uh, she's not, uh, she's, she's not normal. So she goes online instead of finding, you know, reading the classics or doing, uh, educating herself or even doing some, you know, meditation or chanting Namyaho Renge Kyo, whatever the hell she wants to do. She's, she's, um, she fell down a cue hole. And that's why Republicans, yeah, they love that. They hate America because they want the idiots like her to be activated by stupidity, by the, by the, you know, oh, come on, God damn it. I got I can't even tell you. It's like every time I move my hand, he's like, "Give me that hand." I love you, Junior. I do, but you're annoying. <sighs> but you're cute. You're lucky you're cute. Not like me. What the Democrats are going to do is create happiness like we've already known all along that they're just using COVID for politics and they're very much looking to move on and create happiness going into the midterms because they're scared to death of losing control uh, when everyone goes to vote. Yeah. I mean, those bastards creating happiness. Isn't that the point? Right? When you run for office for altruism, you're supposed to be, you're doing it because you want to help your community. You want your community to be happy, not Republicans. They want people to be at each other's throats, upset, angry, fearful, wondering who's reporting them. What are they reading? Are they reading a book that's not written from the perspective of a straight acting white male? Or are they reading a book from the perspective of the tapestry of life. My God, they must be stopped. What's their pee-pee do? Is their pee-pee dressed appropriately? Like Josh Jugger's pee-pee, I'm sure, was always dressed appropriately, except when he was banging people who weren't his wife or his wife threw a sheet or something. I don't know what he did. And all and masturbating to the images of raped children. This is who they are. They're sick. Right. Richard W. on the chat. Republicans actually said that he liked Putin and Xi over Biden. Exactly. They're traitors. 
They are traitors. Alrighty. Well. This is Terror Devil. What are you going to do? Republicans. Are. They lack the fundamental maturity to function in the type of free democratic society. They can only pretend to love. And we will win. They know it. That's why they have to pretend. They're victims. Because we're on the right side of history. Oh, the damn thing again that you know junior i'm getting tired i'm getting very tired sit down stop it jesus christ the fuck man you hear him fucking yelling this only happens when i'm on the air next time he's going in the room i'm putting him in the bedroom next time he's got an appointment at the doctor on tuesday this is not normal screaming I don't know what it is. Every time I go on the sh on the show, it's like. <laughs> Look at him back there. Now he's sulking. Now he's, now he's sulking. Oh well. Don't worry, he'll be all right. He's very good. Otherwise, during the day, he's very sweet and nice. As soon as the show starts, he's maybe he's a Republican. I don't... No, he can't be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's a fussy bastard, yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Sorry for being such a salty bitch. And uh, what else? And for being grumpy. And also, uh, I don't know. Having mixed emotions about the show. I think he likes the show. He don't, I, I don't think he likes the attention or something away from him. Not that... I don't know what it is. I fed I always feed them before the show. So they're not hungry and they're not bothering me for that. And... I mean, I do, I, I do my work here on this computer all day. He's sitting there, laying down, sleeping, or walking around, or coming over now and then. Pet, pet, pet. Sometimes he sits on my lap along, you know, I pet, pet, pet. Uh, but he's not nuts like this. Then the show goes, and he's like, oh, oh. I, I don't know if he hears the theme. I see him coming over. And then he's like fucking acting crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. I, it, it does concern me because I, I wonder, is something wrong? But he's been to the doctor. I, he's going again on 
on Tuesday for his allergies. I got to tell her. They will take more tests. They'll do everything. So see what's going on under the hood. I know he's not comfortable because he does. He's got allergies. He's got like skin allergies. So he's like scratches a lot. So that's why he likes because I do pet him a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. He is the producer. That's true. <laughs> right? That's true. Union scale requires a certain amount of on-screen time. Very true. True, Jim. All right, guys. So let's see. Well, I'm not sure the next show. Maybe Monday. I hope... I, I try to do as many shows as possible. And hopefully... This coming week, I'll be able to do more because of not being sick. I would have done a show on Monday. I was sick. I had a fever. And I thought I had COVID. I told you. Well, I mean, only because I had a fever and I wasn't feeling good. I thought I had a... But then I felt better. So. And... Then, all right, well, we have a lot to talk about. There's so many other things to talk about. And if you want to stay in touch between shows, please uh, join our Discord page. That helps. I know. I don't know. Uh, play Dave. Don't insult the cat, please. I love him. Look at him, though. Look at him. He's like mad. Are you okay? He wants my hand, you see? Look, see? That's what it is. All right. You will have my hand in a minute. You see? He takes it, and then he's like, come on, pet me. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. If somebody becomes a... Hey, we'll do that. Patron challenge. If we get a new patron, we'll have a show on Monday. How's that? Boom. That doesn't, you don't have, I mean, $2 a month if, if you can. Or we could do it like that. Or a good review on iTunes. That, that counts. Or something where you share the, sh show me, show me. I don't know. Feedback. I need some feedback. I need some positive feedback. If I get any positive feedback on one way, one way or another, we'll do a show on Monday. All right, guys. My name is Terry Devil. We'll see what happens. Remember, we will win. <laughs> because... We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you, guys. Really. I really thank you for putting up with me. I appreciate it. And I will see you maybe Monday. Maybe. It's up to, you. It's up to the universe.